Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, thank you for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach, I'm here with Laura. It's December, which is crazy. That means 2020 is almost over. And in just a month, a little less than a month, depending on what day you're listening, we're all gonna wake up and it's gonna be gone. It's gonna be like a fever dream, like St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire? St. Elsewhere. What was the one with the snow globe? I think it was St. Elsewhere. Anyway, so today we are talking about a formula that I have stumbled across to help make sense of why conversations turn into conflicts. I think it's, I don't know, it's kind of dawned on me that this is definitely true in my life, why conversations can go awry. Maybe it's true in yours, and maybe there's an opportunity to fix it. So as always, it's a cool conversation. Stick around. Hi. What's happening? Well, so this is after Thanksgiving. That's true. I haven't talked to you since Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, How was yours? Did you just do it with the, with the girls? No, we um, we did it with, Rebecca's sister and her family um, and her mom. We did the whole thing where you're supposed to like get a test and then quarantine. And then we had uh-huh. the, the meal together. So um, you did it safely. We did. Yeah. And it, that's great. Was it a, just like a big bright spot in your, in your <laughs> year? I guess so. I mean, it's weird. Like I think I said this last time, it's weird to be thinking about we're creeping up on stuff that a year ago we were still like in COVID. I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a few months away, I guess, but like, it's just bizarre to think about like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is less, you know, yeah. Last Thanksgiving, it was really different now. Well, yeah. we had, um, we did, I don't know if this is bad or not. We had 27 people over and we you had, had how many people you, you're like, we had 27 people. I don't know if this is bad. No. Not at all. Okay, no. So we, our, our thing ended up being where the people who were going to come into town didn't because we had lockdown on the, on the West coast, right? right? Like yep. you're not supposed to travel from state to state. Yep. And so it was just my little family of three and then my husband's parents. And we've been doing life with them, Yeah. you know, since that's why we moved to bend, yeah. but it just was really kind of like, ugh, it just was really bumming me out. And so mm. I said, screw it. And there is this beautiful resort. It's called Pronghorn and it's this beautiful resort and they were locked down and they had really limited services available. And we knew we were just going to go. And anyway, we rented the penthouse, which ordinarily is like a ridiculous amount of money on mm-hmm. this resort. Yeah. And it, it was just dirt cheap. And like I just felt bucks. like I was getting away with something. Yeah. So, you know, we like walked into the resort and then we stayed in our in our hotel room for three days and we cooked and we watched a ton of Hallmark movies, which I think I've seen every every sappy, 
you know, thing. By the way, like uh, these Hallmark movies, have you watched any of them? Are you serious? Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can kind of see that you you would like hunger down with your ladies and watch a sappy Hallmark movie just no, to get no, in the no. holiday here's, spirit. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. They sit down to watch it. Yeah. And I sit up in my kitchen, maybe doing a puzzle or cooking or something. But and I, every once in a while you go, oh, come on. That's a load of crap. Or this is worse no, acting no, ever. No, I can no. see what I judging. Is, what I'll do is I'll say, you know, I think they kind of have a thing for each other. I, I, I feel like maybe they're going to end up together. Or there's, or I'm picking up a spark here. I'm, I'm thinking maybe that he doesn't really like Christmas all that much. And maybe if he hangs mm-hmm. out with her long enough, he'll, he'll learn to love it. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Or I think I would appreciate those comments better yeah. than what my husband has. Yeah. No, my kids are, um, we were on the phone with my parents on Thanksgiving day and, uh, Mary was sitting there. She's the 13 year old, 14 year old. And my, my mom was like, so are you, are you glad to be off school? And I was like, yeah, mom, you know, usually this is really cool because they usually get like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off this week. Uh huh. And Mary is like, yeah. And then she's like, God, uh, uh. she just punched me in the stomach because I'm trying to make this super obvious thing, like really normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, anyway. Oh, parents. You know what I think our next thing needs to be? We need to go back to Vanity thing, Fair. Yeah, you and oh. I, you and I, uh, is we need to go back to Vanity Fair and we need to do like from the ther- relationship therapist point of view, how all Hallmark <laughs> movies set you up for success yeah. in like landing a special someone for the holidays. Yeah. Like first, first you have to have some sort of like tainted past where you're kind of like emotionally, one of you has to be emotionally hurt Scarred or by traumatized. Christmas, by Christmas. Right. Yep. Yeah. You, you have to have some kind of event like ice skating or like a snowball fight where you end up falling on top of each other. Yep. And, and like you, you like, oh, yeah, there's the oh, small town. Good of course, like, there's the small town you're not supposed to be in. And maybe you can't mm-hmm. get out of because of the storm. That's right. You have to stay in like a, a haunted inn <laughs> yeah. or maybe like, yeah, I've seen them all anyway. If you've seen one of them, you've seen them all. Um, you've seen them all. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, if this is a fun like thing, go on to just Google your Google machine and type Prince for Christmas and see how many movies come up that have like that sort of theme of like a Prince and Christmas. And anyway, gotcha. I'm looking for the same sex Hallmark movies to come out. I have yet to see them, but I, I, I am going to okay, say. There's one on uh, Hulu, I think. Good. Uh, Kristen Stewart. You know, the Twilight. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's. um, But but that's like that's not like a Hallmark movie. That's actually like some money has been thrown into getting like Kristen Stewart. And then they have um, my guy, my my Schitt's Creek guy, Dan. Dan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about Levy. Levy. Yeah. So good. Okay, what are we talking about today? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. This is just us catching up. I was with a buddy last night and he was like, I listened to your podcast last week. He was like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. What do you think? He goes, you guys are super good at being like pretty annoying. And then you get to the point. <laughs> like you take it up to like the almost very annoying. <laughs> and then you get to the point. And I was like, yeah, cool. Thanks for the feedback. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I heard um, from my cousin, my cousin and his, his uh, fiance really like us. And he said that the banter is his favorite part. So here's your six and a half minutes of banter. Oh. Will you, will you let people know at the beginning of this episode to just fast forward six and a half minutes if they don't want to listen <laughs> no, to this? Just, they have to deal. People have to deal. All right. Um, I also got an email from a guy, a client, <sighs> an old client, and he was, 
it was it was it was nice. He w- I haven't seen them in a little while, but he was giving me an update. But he uh, made a point to let me know that sometimes he disagrees with the stuff I say on the podcast. Okay, and I'm like that's good. Okay, most of the allowed. time I disagree with the that, stuff you say on the podcast. That's allowed. So it You're works allowed. out. <laughs> Uh, okay, so maybe we're at the super annoying spot, and I'm not sure. Maybe, I, I think I'm trying there. to segue <laughs> us into something meaningful here. <laughs> Zach and I are so excited to announce that we joined the RU Roommates Summit. It's happening on December 8th through the 11th. It's a live event that is a virtual event that has brought over 30 experts from around the world, like Zach and myself, who have a lot to say about how to respark the connection between you and your partner. If you're starting to feel like you are falling into roommate syndrome, this is a summit you don't want to miss. You can sign up for this summit by going to our website, marriagetherapyradio.com. You will find a link to be able to register for it. It's a free event if you're going to join live. And if you want lifetime access, $97. And you will always have access to all 30 of those interviews that occurred with all of the experts talking about the same thing, how to re-spark the connection between you and your partner in 30 days or less. Again, you can find the link to Are We Roommates? The Summit happening on December 8th through the 11th on our website, marriagetherapyradio.com. Okay, Thanksgiving, Hallmark movies. Okay, I've got a thing that I that I've uh, I need to get off my chest. Um, okay. Which is this thing that I've been... Um, Oh, Lordy. You know how I do that thing where every once in a while I latch onto a theme and I use it like 15 times in a week with all my clients, no matter what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. This yeah. Is one of those yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're coming to you to grieve the loss of like my mother. And you're like, uh, shush, 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 shush. I have this thing me, on my mind. I want to talk about Let me go into my it. file cabinet and pull out this one <laughs> thing that I've been working on this week. No, yeah. but, um, I, I, I think this is actually pretty amazing to be honest. Wow. You're really beefing it up. Let's hear it. You better yeah. be good. Well, you know how this, uh, you know, okay. So we once interviewed this woman, Claudia Graf grounds about a book that she wrote called we've had this fight before. And her premise okay. is that couples don't have, uh, 300 fights. They have three fights. And she sort of outlines the three fights that they have. Did we interview her? We did. Yeah. I, I don't remember this interview. Yeah. Are you okay. sure? I'm it might have been an interview. Hold on. It might have been an interview that you did by yourself because I don't remember talking to her. That's possible. Okay, go ahead. Okay, tell me, tell me more. I, apparently, I need to listen to our podcast. Anyway, I've decided that I have a, I've, I've, I've stumbled upon a similar thing, which is arguments, arguments, conflict is just a conversation about difference that doesn't go mm-hmm. well. Right. Right. The mm-hmm. reason we have conflict is because we have a difference of opinion or point of view or experience. And we start a conversation around that. And that conversation doesn't go well. Yeah. I would say that's an argument. I would differentiate between argument and conflict. Conflict, it can be a difference of opinion, but an argument is when it doesn't go well. That's how I would no, differentiate. I think, argue. I think, no, I think, no, you're totally wrong. Um, oh. <laughs> an argument can be, an argument can go well. A conflict is when it goes off the rails. Like conflict is when it becomes, escalated or problematic or mean or cruel or, you know, um, contemptuous or whatever argument. Like we can have an argument. You and I can have an argument. We can go back and forth and maybe it can go really well. And at the end of that argument, we can be like, cool. I'm glad we did that because now it feels like we've solved something or we've connected in a more important way or whatever. Because you're my elder. I'm going to go ahead and, and give you this one. Thanks. Um, okay. So I've discerned that there are three reasons 
that conflict doesn't go well. Let's hear them. And and the reason that people have conflict is because they don't know the answer to one or more of these three things. Okay. Okay. Number one, we don't know what we're talking about. Okay. We start a conversation and we're talking about, I don't know, uh, money. Let's call it money. Mm -hmm. And when we start talking about it, I might be talking about uh, saving up for uh, college. And Rebecca might be talking about, you know, how are we going to afford the the next batch of groceries that we're going to get from Fred Meyer. And if we get into a conversation about money and we're talking about those two different things, that conversation is not going to go well. And it's Mm because we don't know what we're talking about. It's because we don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, So that's, that's number one. Uh, Number two is, can I intervene at all? Do you want me to go through all three or do you want to do one at a time? One at a time. One at a time. Number one, we don't know what we're talking about. about. Okay. Um, When I have couples learning how to solve a solvable problem, that's step one. Step one is what is the problem that you are attempting to solve? Because I find that couples are out here, like I have my hands kind of like out and, and they're like sort of circling around the problem, but they haven't really identified concretely that we are in agreement that what we are trying to solve is the same problem. We're talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with you that conflict occurs. Yes. When, when they're not in agreement, they don't know what they're talking about. What is the problem we're trying to solve or what is it, what is it that we're actually talking about? Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, for me, I've learned how, I mean, I say to clients all the time, I'm like, do you have any idea what you're talking about? Or I'll say to my, my wife or my kids, I'll be like, okay, hold on one second. What exactly are we talking about? Because I feel like we might be having two different conversations right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But in general, I'm just like, can you please make sure that you know what you're talking about? Because, you know, you can waste a ton of time and actually build a really, really great argument about the thing you're talking about. Uh-huh. But the conversation's not going well because she's not talking about the thing, same thing. Got or it. She's, or he's not talking about the same thing. So that's number All one. All right. Okay, number one. I like it. Number two. Conversations okay. don't go no well because we don't know why we're talking about this. Like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So again, let's think, let's take money as a topic. Or actually, we don't even have to take money as a topic. Let's just take, well, let's take money as a topic in general. If money is the topic that you selected as your kind of thing you wanted to work on. If for example, you went to a, a Gottman workshop, two day Gottman workshop, mm-hmm. you would learn at that event, f- f- at least five different conversations that have five different purposes. So okay. one of them is called the stress reducing conversation. Are we talking right. about money in order to reduce stress? That's going to be really different than we're talking about money in order to make a decision about how to spend money mm. or, or we're talking about money in order to understand one another's perspectives and histories so that we can, so I can get to know you better. Mm -hmm. All of those conversations are different. But if, for example, I'm talking to you about money because I want to explain my point of view Mm -hmm. and you're just waiting to figure out when we can buy the, the car. Yeah. Then we're not, we don't know why we're talking about money. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this just clicked for me because I, I think we've given this advice in the past where sometimes when you sit down to have a conversation, what can be really helpful is to ask your partner, like, what do you want my role in this conversation to be? Do you want me to offer you advice? 
Do you want me to just provide like emotional support? Do you want for me to just like, um, you know, like uh, help solve the problem for you? Do you want me to take your side? Do you want me to, you know, say, oh, yeah, your mother is an awful human being, whatever it might be. But I love the advice of being able to say like, hey, what do you want my role in this to be? Like, is this a conversation where we're solving problems or is this a conversation where I'm just trying to understand your point of view so that I have more, I can build some empathy. So I really like that piece. And I think that falls in line with what you're saying, which is what is the why behind all of this? What are we doing with this money conversation? Are we coming, coming up with solutions of like how we're going to spend money over the holidays? Are we, um, you know, trying to understand maybe like, I don't know, roadblocks? Uh, I don't know what it might be, but I like the why coming down with the why. So how do you think couples are supposed to get to that point? Is there a simple question that you would have couples ask one another to try to get to the why behind the conversation? Well, I ask clients all the time and I do this at my house as well. What is the successful end of this conversation? And they're like, what do you mean? Okay. And I was like, well, how do you know you're done? Like, do you know you're done because time ran out? Your 50 minutes with me ran out? Or yeah. is, are you done because you decided whether or not to buy this car? Are you uh-huh. done because you both you feel had heard an aha and understood. moment and you went, okay, cool, cool. Let's go mm-hmm. get some ice cream. Like, mm-hmm. how do you know that you're done? What's the successful end? And if you don't know, then you probably don't know what you're talking about. I'm smiling so big right now because there's moments where I see your value as a human being, oh Zach, gosh, and it's really coming so, through right now. So important. <laughs> that really means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no, but seriously, this is really brilliant. Of You talk about reverse engineering all the time, like yeah. reverse engineer, go to the end and say, how do you know when you're done? Totally. And if one person, if you like, write it on a piece of paper, right? Like one person writes on, I want to feel heard and understood. The other person is like, I want to solve this problem and never encounter it again. And you, you're like, well, we're going to have Houston. We have a problem. You are not in agreement about the end of this conversation. Which means it's not, it's probably not a good, it's probably a good idea not to start it. You think so? Yeah. Unless you can go, okay, hold on. Let's do your thing first. Let's do your understanding first. And then, yeah. but like, no, we gotta, we gotta make sure that we have the same sort of same agenda. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. What's number three? Yeah. Number three is conversations don't go well because you don't know who you're talking to. So the simplest way to put this would be, am I talking to CEO you? Am I talking to exhausted you? Am I talking to drunk Mm -hmm. you? Am Mm -hmm. I talking to, um, you know, hungry, angry, lonely, tired you? Am I talking to, um, you know, I don't know who I'm talking to. Um, And so when I don't know who I'm talking to, and I start a conversation with CEO, you, the, the one who's running yeah. your own business. Yeah. You're going to come into that conversation. You're going to offer me lots of solutions and lots of ways that you can control or make this thing go away. Mm. Versus if I'm talking to just like wife, you or a therapist, you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why therapy actually matters as much as it does. Cause I know exactly who I'm talking to. I'm talking to my therapist. My therapist uh-huh. has a job, which is to hold up a mirror or solve up or help me think through or dig deeper, but I'm not confused generally in therapy who I'm talking to, Yeah. but I'm often confused in my house. Uh um, And I've got two teenage girls, which means I'm confused a lot more often than you might think. But um, you don't really have two, two teenage girls. You have more like 10 teenage girls living in that house. You're just not really sure which one's showing up at the time. Yeah, totally. Wow. Um, I have this other couple. I love them. They're super weird, but they, they were really (laughs) successful at this part, which is, They actually had like character names for each other. I think I've told you about them before. Like, um, like 
let's say one of them was Dr. Doolittle. Like, can I talk uh-huh. to Dr. She would say, can I talk to Dr. Doolittle? Doolittle? And he'd be like, sure. And then he would click his, to his Dr. Doolittle brain. And yeah. Know how to talk about the vet or the dog or whatever. I don't know. But they have all these like quirky, like unique and specific names for different personalities uh-huh. that they carry around up in their head. But one, what it helps them do is get really clear about who they're talking to. I love it. I really like it. That's um, the way that that shows up in, in my practice is when, when you know you're, you have something where you're like, Hey, this is really important to me. And I really want to talk to my partner about it. I'm going to ask my partner for permission to talk to them. And part of that is I want to make sure that I'm setting myself up for success, setting my partner up for success. So I'm sitting here stewing on something thinking, I really want to talk to my partner about this was a real conversation in the hack household. Uh, one of us is, well, let, we, we just have been going a little wild with the Amazon Prime situation these days. It's just, I mean, we, like it's sad, sad times in our household. And for whatever reason, there is that one little moment that sparks joy when you hit buy <laughs> online. So I have this conversation with my husband and say, babe, there's something important I want to talk to you about. Is now a good time? And what I might say, based on what you say with number three is like, who am I talking to? Is saying like, honey, I really want to talk to you um, about our finances. And so when you're in the headspace of just, you know, being able to kind of like really tune into me emotionally and, and be like your best listener, I'd love to talk to you. So will you let me know when you're in that space? And I think that might be really helpful if I'm able to ask my partner for who I need to show up. Um, kind of similar to number two, but yeah, well, similar um, to the version that you were saying is like, what role do you need me to play right now? It's kind of exactly. Like, it's kind of like I need you to play, just listen role. Yeah, um, yeah. Who am I? I th- who am I talking to right now? I like that. Yeah, I I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, and maybe you've never heard it either. But it reminds me of a story I have about my mom. Um, when I was in middle school, did I tell you this? Where I did something to the dog, did something yes. bad to the dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my mom really modeled this for me in middle school, but I did something bad to the dog. I want to say I kicked her down the stairs. It, whatever it was, it was an accident. I didn't mean to, and I was remorseful about it, but I went up to my mom's room and I said, mom, um, I need to tell you something. I need you to listen to me until I finish talking. And then I need you to wait like a whole minute until I'm done after I'm done before you respond. And my mom, like she had every reason to be freaked out. I mean, she didn't know if I was about to tell her I was on heroin or that I'd gotten somebody pregnant or what I whatever. I mean, yeah. n- neither of those things were very likely for middle school me, but, um, I was just, the, <laughs> um, go on, but, uh, but, but she did it right. She totally listened. Then she waited a full minute and then she responded grace graciously, but it was a trust building activity. And I think all three things were present. We knew, uh, what we were talking about. We knew why we were talking about it and we knew who we were talking to. And so that conversation went, went well, it was mm-hmm. guardrailed. I mean, it had guardrails on it, but I had asked for those because I was really specific, but it was, a, it was a really important uh, interaction with my mom and I, and, and it's, and it's followed me around because it's mm. just, it just is like conversations go well when we, when we, when we take care of them Yeah, and we take care of each uh, other. Well, I mean, I think that's why one of the things that goes really well in the therapy room, like you said, is you know what to expect from your therapist. You know who's showing up. 
And I also think that in the therapy room, like you, there's guardrails, right? Like you don't get to pick furniture up and slam it against the wall in the therapy office. And, um, and usually you don't get to raise your voice super loud because you're sharing walls with other therapy offices. And so you kind of have like the guardrails that are already pre-established. So if you're doing this at home, I think it is really smart to think about, Hey, like here's, here's some things that in, in order for this conversation to go really well, here's some things I need to know. I need to know, help me. I'm kind of revamping, right. Going back through, Number one, Zach would be, let's see here. Let's what, know what, what are we're we, talking about. What are we talking about? Let's like, let's know what we're talking about. Let's know what we're talking about. Okay. Number yeah. two is. Let's know why we're talking about it. Why we're talking about it. And number three is. And know who you're talking to. Who you're talking to. Well, I, I think, you know, I just, I, I made some notes. I had a client right before you and they said a couple of things that made me go, oh yeah, it's exactly consistent with the, um, with the, with the, um, topic with the podcast but it's this mm-hmm. idea he said um she said listening is a skill i could improve upon and i think part of what helps you listen is clarity about the answer to those three questions i know what mm-hmm. we're talking about i know why and i know who i'm talking to like mm-hmm. um there's probably some merit to i know how long this is going to take like a lot of conversations go off the rails because yes. they don't have a like a stop time um, right and so i don't know if you need to artificially impose that or not but that's part of it um this idea of both of them and this client hour just had talked about the desire to feel heard. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, once again, like if you're get, if you don't know what you're talking about or who you're talking to, it's really hard to have this experience of being heard or understood. Yeah. Um, but the third thing, and I say this all the time, but this guy said, I feel like I'm always guessing in conversation with this, with my, his fiance at this. Um, but mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, and guessing sucks. Guessing is really painful. Um, mm-hmm. And so knowing who you're talking to or what you're talking about and why, eliminates the guesswork, which means you can actually operate with some confidence. Um, yeah. And, and attuned to your partner. I find that like, if you're having to guess a lot, um, you're spending too much cognitive time focused on things that don't matter. Like if, if your partner really wants to feel heard and understood, but here you are trying to guess, like, what is it that we're even talking about? Like, what's the whole purpose behind this conversation? You have all, you're playing guessing game over here. Too much time and energy is being spent, not actually attuning to your partner, trying to understand. I'm trying to really hear, empathize with your partner. So taking the guessing work out of that is definitely going to make you a better listener and be able to more emotionally focus on your partner rather yeah. than, you know, cognitively doing the, the exercises. Well, anytime you're guessing anywhere. Anytime you're guessing anywhere, you you can't have possibly have enough confidence to, I mean, you're, you don't have as much confidence as you would if you were, you know, clear. Yeah. Well, this was interesting. Is this going into like your, your notebook for potential future content for your third book? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Copyright Zach Brittle, 2020. <laughs> um, on everything oh, I just said. Perfect. I like it. It's copyrighted. I get it. Um, Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. How do you feel? We're just going to talk this out on air. How do you feel about scheduling a book club meetup? Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm reading, I'm reading a book for the month of December. And I was wondering, Oh, it's tomorrow's December. Tomorrow's December. It'll be December. Well, I guess tomorrow is when this episode comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, Did you I say was tomorrow thinking, is when December comes out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking I'm going to start reading Come As You Are by Emily yeah. Nagoski. It's a book we've yeah. referenced quite a bit. 
And I'm wondering if our listeners would also like to read Come As You Are. And then at the end of December, we could hop on a Zoom call and we could just have a little chit chat about it. Like Zach and Laura live chit chatting back and forth about um, the book and you can join and you can comment and maybe we'll have somebody on. I mean, I'm just wondering if anybody is interested in joining us for that. Are you interested in joining me for that, Zach? Of course. If I get to spend any any time, I get to spend more time with you, and perhaps you get to have the experience of my value as a human being. I'm I'm open to it. Oh God, I love you so much, Zach. Yeah, you're you're such a good buddy. Uh, yeah. I put you on the spot because I really wanted you to join this book club with me, and I figured if I just asked you on air, then you would say yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's land this plane and I'll I'll have more information coming out. Actually, no. You know what? If Zach doesn't join me, still join me, guys. I will do a book club with you. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll have some kind of uh, link or product launch or something in uh, January. Not product launch. What am I thinking of? We'll figure it out. We'll have some kind of link or way that you can follow up with us in January. Why January? Because you said you got to read the book and then you have the meetup. Yeah. Yeah, read the book. It's January. In the month of December. December, you have the meet up in January. No, we'll meet up in uh we'll we'll meet up the end of December. Oh, when nobody It'll be is like, like it'll be like the 30th because people will be it'll be like the 30th of December. Nobody's going anywhere. <sighs> All right, listeners hey, just start start reading do the book. Do you do you have a snake do? A what? A snake do. What's a snake do? Oh, (laughs) all right. We're done. We're done with this. Adios. That's a good one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. So as as you heard it unfold, my idea has been accepted. Uh, So Zach is going to join me uh, doing a book club and the book club for the month of December is we are going to be reading and discussing the book Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski and we have decided on a date. So what's important is number one, add this to your list. It's going to happen on December 30th at nine o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So we will record and send this to you if you can't make it. But obviously, it's way more fun to interact with you during a a live webinar where we will be discussing the book, um, answering questions, kind of going through some of our favorite stuff. Um, In order to sign up, you can go to marriagetherapyradio.com. There's a tab at the top that says products. And all we're asking for is just a $5 uh, initiation into the book club for the month of December. And you will receive the information to join the webinar and um, any questions that you have about the book, be sending them to info at forbetter.us. I'll be talking more about this and also sending out some information to our email list as it comes in. But for now, thanks so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.